listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by Watch for Zombies, Mondo, and Tommy B. and thanks for joining us on the 275th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. On today's episode, we're discussing the newly streaming film Possession from 1981. I've been waiting to see this for so long, but it's like literally never been streaming, so... As a reminder, we do tend to spoil things, so continue at your own risk. It is finally streaming on Shudder, so check out Possession from 1981 on uh, Shudder before continuing if you are spoiler sensitive. I'm not 100% sure that, like, will really spoil anything, I guess. I don't know, but, you know, if you're spoiler sensitive, definitely check it out. I mean... I don't know. I don't know what to say about this movie still. We'll find out if I can do it or not. I posted on Instagram yesterday. I'm like, I'm supposed to talk about this movie? How? How am I supposed to do that? I should have Did watched anybody this, give you any insight? Like a, 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 I talked to Justin a little bit and it, it didn't really help. I mean, it's always <laughs> nice to talk to Justin, but it, it, it didn't help with how I'm going to approach this conversation, but we'll figure it out together. We'll guide each other through that conversation. I'm ready for the for the ride. Yeah. But before we jump into that film, let's get started with the segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is Alone at Night. It's got a January 20th release date. It's written and directed by Jimmy Giannopoulos. And it's also written by Diomedes Raul Bermudez who both worked on The Birthday Cake. The IMDb summary is, Quarantine leads to a night of terror. Short and sweet and just to the point. Yeah, without saying anything at all. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) This, I'm just confused a little bit. What is this? I don't know. Um, It's giving... So many conflicting vibes. Sure. That I don't understand. Like, why why is Pamela Anderson basically playing what's his face from Cabin Fever and Cabin Fever 2? What's his face? The deputy oh, that's yeah. like, hey man, <laughs> you guys are the weed kids. <laughs> Like, why is Paris Hilton popping up every five seconds? But she's not actually a character in the movie. She's just Paris Hilton on TV. On a commercial. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. (laughs) I don't get it. There's lots of people in it. Yeah, but it seems like they're just in it for the sake of being in it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it doesn't look good. I'm still kind of curious, but I'm also concerned. (laughs) I, this is a streaming movie. Yes. On a scale from concerned to curious, I'm somewhere in the middle. I was going to say I'm in the middle. (laughs) And I'm thinking, 
Like, this is maybe a good, like, watch-along for Patreon subscribers. Sure. That's yeah. that's probably how I would want to watch this. I, I, uh, I, I could get down with that. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I can't tell. I don't, it's a weird trailer. It's a really weird trailer. <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I'm I think it's, I don't get is it. it supposed to be a slasher? I'm thinking it's supposed to be a slasher. The opening of the trailer is so cut and paste of like a typical slasher. Yeah. That it, I don't know, it, it just feels so unoriginal and kind of just like we made this to have fun, which is totally cool. Um, yes. But y- yeah, so like my expectation, I don't have expectations is basically what I'm saying sure. going into this. Mm-hmm. I'm more just like curious to see what the fuck, you know? Yeah, I'm a little bit uh, like, and it says, I don't know if it, you saw this, but I think the tagline said nothing is as it seems or something like that. Which, okay, okay. is there going to be a twist then? A twist in this slasher that no one asked for? Um, you know, sure. We'll find out. We'll find out. Coming out in a week. Yeah. Brace yourself. I would assume it's just going to be direct to streaming. I don't know where or how it's streaming. We'll find out later on this week. Alone at night. Yes. Go check out that trailer. I will say I love me some Paris Hilton and I, and I love me some Pamela Anderson. So like... I'm not against watching it, you know, sure. but also oh, no, I will definitely watch it. Yeah. I just I, I'm not like excited to see it, sure. but I'm also not like this is, you know, like I'm, I'm not excited to see it, but I'm not not excited. Not to excited. A hundred percent. I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned. All right. All right. I got my wine. I feel like I She's need ready. it. I'm. I'm so curious. I I am so curious to hear your thoughts because we were talking about it and then you just stopped talking about we it. Yeah. And um I love and hate that for us. Um I w- <laughs> <laughs> was really hoping to get more of a feel for how you felt about this film before we discussed it. I don't know why that's so important to me, but I think it's just because we have very similar feelings about a lot of movies. Mm -hmm. And so I guess I was hoping that you would help guide my emotions because I still don't know (laughs) if I like this or not. Sure. It's funny because usually you're like, oh, like, let's wait, because sometimes I'll just message Amy while I'm watching it, while I'm watching movies, and she'll be like, we should just save this for the podcast. And I'm like, but I'm watching it now. True. This is not one of those um, movies, though, because I don't think we're going to run out of things to talk about. I don't think we are either. Um, but of course, we are talking about Possession yeah. from 1981. Um, I don't know how to say this name, but written and directed by... Andre Zulowski. Is it Andre? Yeah. That was my, like... I looked it my, up because I was... My gut feeling. I was worried I was going to say it wrong, and then I realized you had to say it. <laughs> it's true. So, you, you know, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, it's Andre. Yeah, <laughs> Andre Zalowski. <laughs> Zalowski. Uh, also written by Frederick Tutin. 
The IMDb summary is, a woman starts exhibiting increasingly disturbing behavior after asking her husband for a divorce. Suspicions of infidelity soon give away to something much more sinister. Sure. So, I will let you know, I actually liked this movie. Okay. Um, I think that Sam Neill, I, like, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, he's a baby. I think he's, he's so a young. baby baby. It's the youngest I've ever seen him. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> he is just a child. Yeah, he's adorable. <laughs> but he's supposed to be a spy, which I was confused about because he's a terrible spy. He's they're, um, they're all terrible. They're all terrible at their jobs. The yeah, the, there was a PI also. Yeah, terrible PI. Terrible. Oh my gosh, so bad. The worst PI when, of all time jumping around but when the pi's lover goes to like investigate <laughs> yeah and he like goes to walk in and she comes out and he like he like turns direction really fast and like pretends like he's looking at the wall i was like bro <laughs> i'm so confused i'm so, so <laughs> getting ahead of ourselves here yes but you did so you did like it i did like it i did like it okay um it wasn't – I was – I think I was expecting something really off the rails. I personally didn't find this to be that crazy or even, like, super art housey. I've seen more art housey films than this. This one kind of seemed – yes, there was, a, like, a lot of strange things going on and weird cuts that I actually really liked um, of scenes and things. Um, but – I don't know. I think that it all made relative sense. Did it? As much as it could. It made relative... This movie made sense to you. In a storyline kind of way. Now, obviously, this entire movie is symbolic of a failing relationship. But I think it focuses so much on that that it forgets that it's actually a movie that you're supposed to be able to follow. Which... Is what I find annoying I mean, about it. But there's lots of movies like this that people love. And so it's just yeah. not for me. And that's okay. Like, I don't like that method of storytelling uh, very sure. much. Um, I mean, it's not that I don't like it. I appreciate it. Yeah. I, I I understand it. I just would rather watch something with a cohesive storyline. Like, I don't need to be tested on my intelligence when I'm watching a film. I just want to watch a fucking movie, you know? <laughs> Especially when it's a horror yeah. movie. Like, I get that this is really not, it's a psychological film. Like, I, I Yes, yeah, it's, it's not a horror movie, in has, my personal opinion. It has horror aspects. I feel like it's more of a sci-fi movie. It is than very sci-fi. It feels... Because you have doppelgangers, you have that weird tentacle sex monster. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's also, like, the weird, like, losing of time and people going a little crazy i understand that this movie is called possession but i never really came across as anything as being possessed or anyone being possessed i don't think it's that kind of possession i think it's like possessive oh like ownership like ownership yes yeah 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 Yeah, yeah, that makes sense well she she mentioned like that she's like the devil or like the devil a lot in it and there was like that weird scene where she's like oozing blood and goo um but yeah i think I, I don't know. I enjoyed my, my weird time with it, I guess. I enjoyed my time with it, too. I just don't know if I liked it or not. <laughs> I think that's fair. I still don't know. I feel like I, I told Justin, I was talking to Justin 
uh, Justin Lohr and I, about this. And I was like, I feel I wish I watched this like a week ago because I feel like by that time I would have figured out if I liked it or not. Yeah, I don't you would have had time to like digest. I it. think I need more time to figure it out. I, mm-hmm. I will say it is it sticks with you in an interesting way. And it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, that's got a lot going for it because there's a lot of films that don't do that. Um, sure. I feel like there's some movies that I wish that I watched twice. Um, I might start like watching it once, like right after, and then like a second time to like take notes and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like this movie would have been an interesting duo watch you know no i don't want to watch this again for a long time (laughs) i think it would have been interesting i was telling justin i was like i will watch this again in maybe 25 years like maybe (laughs) before i die i'll watch it one more time like maybe well there you go i feel like i don't know he was saying someone was telling him it's their favorite movie which i feel like is a strange thing to say I think that's a strange thing to and say. And I was drawing also. the parallel. I had a I had a friend in college and they would tell me that Requiem for a Dream was their favorite movie. And Yikes. I feel like it's kind of saying the same thing. Like how is this your favorite movie? I feel like that's <laughs> such a weird thing to say to someone. If someone told me that Requiem of a Dream was their like that's a great movie, do not get me wrong. If someone told me that was their favorite movie, I feel like I would not hang out with them. That's as like much. a red flag. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, 100%. That's someone telling you, "Hey, I have I have these I really like watching weird shit yeah. over and over again." Sure. <laughs> like it's a great movie. I like that movie. I have not seen it in a really long time because that movie is heavy as fuck. Yeah. Um, I feel like similarly with this movie is there's just so much raw emotion. You can definitely tell that the writer-director was going through it sure. when he wrote this movie. Sure. Um, and probably when he directed it too. And it, it comes across as just very visceral and fucking crazy you it's know? just confused it's confusing too like i mean mm-hmm. on purpose everything is on purpose but that doesn't mean that i l- like it sure but it doesn't mean i don't like it which is why it's going to be really hard for me to talk about it um so let- let's just talk about the movie as a whole plot wise because the plot is pretty straightforward is it i was gonna say the exact yeah. opposite of that no <laughs> I think it's very straightforward. I think so. He um, plot wise is he comes home. Okay. He is a spy uh-huh. who has decided to come home and be with his wife. And she um, says, I want a divorce. And she tells him that it has nothing to do with someone else. But then he finds out that she's a liar and she has been seeing someone on the side for the past year. Um, but that she also has a hidden apartment where she's murdering people and, uh, making a doppelganger of her husband for some reason. Um, they go through a lot of shit. There's a lot of fighting. I don't really, the kid makes it really awkward and weird. Um, and I think a little extra tumultuous. I'm not really under sure if I understand why 
Do you know, because I know that you've been like, you know, trying to figure this out. Sure. Um, I haven't really gotten, I, I literally watched it today, probably a couple hours ago. Okay. Um, I haven't, I understand that the, I forget the teacher's name. Yes. But she's basically the doppelganger of the wife. Right. She's the same exact actress, except she has green eyes. Yes. Um, they gave her green contacts. And she is very docile, and she's, like, the perfect wife and very, like, homemakery, and doesn't, like, question him and just kind of goes with it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, she's her, his, her doppelganger, and then the weird tentacle monster <laughs> that the wife is, like, having weird sex with um, is, the, is Sam Neill's doppelganger. And he's... So, like... I did read a little bit about it, and he's supposed to be, like, the perfect husband, but nothing about the the short time that we get with his doppelganger makes me think that. So that, I feel like, didn't really make a lot of sense. Um, but I feel like the end just kind of goes off the wall, and I I guess I don't really need it to. I, f- but. I think that the, well, the teacher, yes, is supposed to be, uh, like, th- the wife that most men want, but he just sees his wife's face. You know what I mean? That Mm -hmm. she is, he's projecting his wife on this other woman Mm -hmm. kind of. Um, I mean, obviously none of this is real plot wise. And that's why I have a hard time with it. Cause everything is just so symbolic and nothing's actually happening in my opinion. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so that's why it's hard for me to like it. Um, honestly, I think that's the hardest part for me. It's like, there's not really like, none of this is happening. What is real? And like, it's just grief on screen, which is fine. It's just, I don't know how to like that. <laughs> sure. I can appreciate I think- it. I just don't know yeah. how to like it. So like people love this movie and I just don't understand how, do they love that it's that it's sad or like I don't I just don't really get it. Uh, but anyway, I I digress. The and then the monster. I think the monster is supposed to be. I think her giving birth to this other man. I think probably because it's told from the man's point of view, we don't really know what the perfect husband looks like. So I think it's just supposed to be you know, she is sexually exploring and she is having an affair with a man who's really smart, who knows how to protect her and fight and do all these things. I mean, I think it's just kind of ideas of what she wants, but obviously he doesn't actually know what she wants. So, I mean, I think it makes sense that we wouldn't actually see this like perfect husband do anything necessarily. Right. But like, well, but his I mean, his character still, at least to us as viewers, exists. And it's weird that we see him. I don't know. Like his whole thing is just so weird to me. All of it's weird. The movie is just very weird. And I wrote I I wrote I'm confused five times in my notes (laughs) while I was watching it. Because it's just so disconnected and, I mean, as a whole, it makes sense. But, like, when you're watching it, it's just very confusing. 
I mean, I I feel like that's by design, obviously. I think it's confusing by design. But it's also like, I don't know. It took me a minute to realize what they were trying to do. And then there's also just these like, there's no dialogue. It's just monologues at each other, <laughs> which yes. is exhausting. Um, again, I think by design, but like, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot to take in at once. It's a lot because I don't even pay attention to a lot of the dialogue that happens because a lot of it is really just yelling. Sure. And it's not even no no one is saying anything to communicate with the other person. Sure. It feels like they're just talking to hear themselves talk, you know? Yeah. Um like this this movie could have literally been in any language and I feel like I would have just seen it the same. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's very Yeah, and I, I think all of that is kind of on purpose. So. Yeah. I think it thinks very highly of itself as a film. It thinks very highly of itself, but it also, like, it's smart. I'm just not sure it's as smart as it thinks it is. <laughs> but, maybe <in laughs> but maybe in 1981 it was. You know? Sure, sure. I just wish there was, if the plot was a little more cohesive, like I understand we're, we're having a story completely based on symbolism. I just wonder, you know what I've been thinking about and I, I, I should talk to Al about this is like, I wonder if Al was inspired by possession when he wrote Starfish. Because I don't think they're completely dissimilar in, like, what they're trying to do. Obviously, they go very different ways about it. But they're both dealing with a breakup. And they're both completely storytelling in these chaotic kind of ways that aren't very symmetrical. Mm -hmm. Don't you think that they're kind of similar in that way? I mean, obviously, they're very different. But I just mean, like, I wonder if... I wonder how Al, if Al likes possession. I'm kind of wishing he was on the show right now so I could ask him that. <laughs> Just message him and ask him. I know, him I do. <laughs> Were you inspired by possession? Because I remember when we like actually first talked to Al, like, period, ever, and had him on the show and we're talking about and or when we were just talking about Starfish as a film before we even knew who Al was, I feel like I'm saying a lot of these things. Like, I feel like parallels between this conversation and that conversation because i was also very confused if i like starfish or not and i think I it's starfish and i i appreciate it and i think it's very it's so smart funny. <laughs> but i again it's the storytelling thing that i have a hard time with and that's just a me thing mm. like i i get that people are okay with that i think as a form as, as a form of art it works as a form of me wanting to sit down and watch a horror movie, it does not work. <laughs> well, this is one of those movies that actually, like, bombed when it, it came out. Um, it was not received very well. I think in the U.S., it was heavily edited. There was It was, like, only 80 minutes or something. It was, was 97. Like the, the version that yeah, we got. it was 97 minutes, 45 minutes. Well, because it was, um, it was like, banned. From a lot of countries, too. Like, there was a lot yeah, of... <laughs> was. 
So, I mean, it was hard to release it, I think. Yeah. But I mean, it won awards and stuff, so it couldn't have been that poorly received. I mean, someone must have appreciated it. Someone. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, Isabel and Johnny, like, won a couple awards for this. Isabel was amazing in this. She is phenomenal. Um, I, I, one of the things that I had first before I dropped off talking to Amy while I was messaging her about watching this, <laughs> um, S- Sam Neill was just so over the top and so dramatic and like so extra. And I think the reason why it's so noticeable is because of how legit Isabel is and how like I believe her like in those scenes. Like she is just so solid that his maybe like even if it's slight overacting just seems so huge you know yeah i also think he's hugely overacting in a lot of those earlier that's kind of just his style yeah i don't even think it's overacting i think he just embellishes it's i feel like he started at 11 it's just like he didn't you know well that one scene i think i realized initially like this film is not this film is working purely off of symbolism is when mm-hmm. he is going through some sort of like withdrawal. Like it looks like he's going through like a heroin withdrawal or something when she first breaks up with him and he's like rolling in bed for three days. Yeah, that was weird. I think that's when I was like, oh, OK, I get it. We're just we're this is just the kind of movie we're in now. Just. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I almost sent you a clip of it because there's like one part before he falls off the bed where it looks like he's just like jerking himself off. <laughs> like the way Whoa. that his like hands are moving. Yeah. I was like, that is a ghost dick, apparently. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I was laughing and I almost sent you a video of it, but oh. I didn't want to rewind it. I just wanted to keep going. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, this movie's a wild trip. Yeah, it is. I'm good. I don't think I need to watch it again, you know, for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, like, I do, I can I can say I appreciate this film. I'm glad it exists. I can see how other films have kind of spawned from this type of idea. Um I feel like I feel a lot of things watching it, which is a, a big mm-hmm. deal. I mean, not a lot of movies do that. So yeah. I have to at least appreciate it because of the markets left on me. You know, it's obviously something special if it does that. But yeah, it's weird to say this is your favorite movie. That's all I'm going to say about that. No, I would agree with that. I feel like this movie is so personal yeah that a lot of it can get lost in translation and maybe could have dealt like had dealt with someone else coming in and maybe um assisting in the creation well, I mean, to a little work differently as an allegory i feel like it needs to work on two levels and i just don't feel yeah. like it's working on two levels i feel like it's working very much on a symbolic level and not on any other level <laughs> sure like the story does yeah. not the plot does not actually make sense. What's happening no. does not actually make sense. It only works on a some on a symbolic level and I think that's why I can't commit to 
feeling mostly positive about it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think if someone came in from out from the outside and said, hey, maybe we can make this make sense on a, on a second level and people will get more out of it, uh, you know, it, it couldn't hurt. But I mean, if you want to work as just an artistic film, sure, this works as is, no changes, of course. But I feel like it's something special to to really work as an allegory. And also, is it an allegory if it's about the thing it's about? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, I don't it's necessarily not, it's not think so. Allegory because it's about the thing it's symbolic about. Right. <laughs> so <it> yeah. <laughs> does that make sense? Because I hear no, people saying no, it it's does. allegory, and I'm like, I don't think it is allegory. It's just raw. It's a raw <laughs> yeah. emotion. I thought you were, were going to say wrong. No. <laughs> it's just raw emotion. Yeah, well, because in order concern for a plot, if it was an allegory, it would be like a surprise, you know, yes. it would be like, this isn't outrightly saying it, but then, oh, my gosh, it is about that. No, but like, literally, we get that from the first scene. Yeah, you get it at the end. And you're like, oh, this is what it's really about. I yeah, can see it like, now. <laughs> uh, there's none of that here. The whole thing is no. obviously about a breakup. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. So... Yeah. And also, like, naming your kid Bob is my favorite thing that I've seen in this movie and then also the House by the Cemetery. I don't know if you've seen House by the Cemetery, Carly. I don't know if I have, to be honest. So this, I'm trying to think. The House by the Cemetery is an, is an old Italian film, and the there's a kid named Bob in it, and he's it. obnoxious. He's, like, the most annoying kid put to film, like, worse than the Babadook. Bob Ooh. is the worst. So, like, having another <laughs> kid in, like, a foreign language film, I mean, it's not, but it kind of feels that way, uh, named yeah. Bob, just made me think of that. And I'm like, I don't think we should be naming our kids Bob. And if, isn't it just weird to name your kid Bob? You know? Well, he'd be, he'd be Robert. Or Bobby. Bob. Like, who calls a, a child Bob? It's not a common thing. But I feel like it's what, it's what pe foreign people think we do. <laughs> <laughs> like i think yeah foreign I don't know. people Robert. think that americans call their kid bob uh or i guess they're not american i don't even know like this is supposed to take place in Ber this was filmed in berlin in 1980 yes, which adds to berlin. the whole like separation like and socio-political yes i mean it definitely thing. lends itself to the film so maybe they're not supposed to be american but still it's it's just funny to be like yeah bob that's a thing people name their kid not bobby not Robert, just Bob. Well, his name could be Robert, and they just call him Bob. I know, but just calling a kid Bob, I don't know why that seems weird to me. I've never met anyone under the age of 14 that went by Bob. <laughs> um, I actually think I have, really? but I was also a camp counselor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. was my, he was my favorite. He was my favorite uh, kid. Oh, I always feel like Bob is a very summer. old man thing. No, it was very cute. He was a very cute little... I called him Bobbers. Again, because you didn't call him Bob because it's weird to call him Bob. Was, well, because he was so cute yeah. and little. <laughs> but his name was Bob. Oh. My He's husband's cousin has now. a li little one and they call him Bobcat. It's cute. Mm. Anyway, I digress. But I it's fine. Name your kid Bob. I don't care. It's just <laughs> funny to be like, oh, Bob. And it's like this little child... Running around. I don't know and why. I say it so weird. much. Yeah. Bob. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> that kid's going to be fucked up. 
And she just leaves him there and he's covered with jelly. I was like, <laughs> he's just been by himself for on? three days. Yeah. Dad, look at Jesus. my sailboat that Uncle Henrik gave I kept to me. I'm wanting to call him Heimlich. <laughs> Not his name. Henrik. Henrik? Henrik. Heinrich. 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 Fine. Heinrich is hilarious. Heinrich is. With his open shirt and his ninja skills. <laughs> And, like, when he shows up at the house, what is he doing? He's touching every wall in the hallway. He's such a fucking hallway. weirdo. Was he... He lives with his mom, I was think. Was he on drugs when he was, like, freaking out and went to his house? I honestly have no idea. When he's... A, when Henrik is upset and he can't find Anna, he goes back to see Mark... And he's like, where is she? Do you know where she is? He's not acting drunk, but he is touching everything. Like, he's falling over. No, he's acting a little crazy. He's touching the wall. He's touching every part of the wall and just stumbling around. But he doesn't look drunk, so I'm I'm not sure what is supposed to be happening there. He's just losing his mind. They're all losing their minds. Over Anna. I mean, she's just got a hold on them. She does. With her. And she gives no shits. She says, I have an apartment of my own, and I'm making a tentacle monster with (laughs) the murder in my fridge. (laughs) Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Tentacle monsters. (laughs) Yeah. I do like the tentacle monster. I do, too. He looks great. It does look great. Um, and do, should we talk about like the subway tunnel scene? Because I feel like that's a very famous scene. The entire time I was just thinking about them filming it, I was like, this must have been wild to film. It must have been horrible in. for her. I hope they only did it once because same. Yikes. I feel like that would really fuck you up having to put yourself in that headspace. Yeah. But I think that's the scene that, like, earned her the Cannes Best Actress award, whatever she won. She won the Best she Actress. She was a, that was a very strong scene. She's great in the, this whole movie. Yeah. But watching that There's scene is very uncomfortable. There's yeah. so much screaming. Yeah. I thought that's it. that everyone in the general vicinity would think I was just watching sex. Porn, porn sex. <laughs> I don't know why I, I said sex. Like, porn is what I meant to say. Porn sex. Porn sex. Um, very, it's very Just loud. watching the porn sex. What's with the ballet scene? I was just going to bring that up. Yeah. Because um, that little girl is also making sex sounds. Which is, she is very uncomfortable. Super uncomfortable. And it was a video that she made. That he, why was he watching it? I don't, I don't don't remember. I I, I remember being like, this is a weird scene. Yeah. Well, she, but I don't, she sent it to him. I mean, that's, is that the same thing he had in his briefcase earlier? Like, I don't, I'm very, maybe, I don't know. Because there was a part where he, at the very beginning, when he has his briefcase and he opens it and he opens up a package and then puts it back in his briefcase and walks away, which I'm pretty sure was the same package as the film. Hmm. But I don't really, I mean, I don't really know. I don't really know what's happening in that scene. No, I didn't, I didn't really understand that either. Like showing that you have to understand 
to be special. There's pain or something. I don't know. It's fine. Whatever. And it's like you have to work through the pain in order to stand out. Yeah. Or something. something. Working through it. Sure. I guess. To be great. Yikes. I don't know. Yikes. All of it is, you know, it is. It just is. So I don't know if I have more to say. Do you have more to say? (laughs) I don't think I do. I feel like there's more to say, but I don't know how to do it. Um... Are you surprised that Henrik rides a motorcycle? Because I was surprised by that. Not knowing the time of the movie. I feel like his open shirt says it all. <laughs> you know what I was, uh, I thought was hilarious, what? though, was uh, Margie in her fucking cast <laughs> walking down the street. Why do I we lost even have my mind. Margie? Like, <laughs> Why does she exist? I don't know. That one scene where she just falls over for no reason. I had to rewind oh it twice. God. And I was like, what happened? Why did she fall? And I was like, oh, for no reason. Uh, that's just a I, thing we decided to do. So random. It's, I don't even there's understand There's a lot of random shit like that. Which probably makes sense in someone's head, but not in mine. Um, no. Or the scene where Sam Neill, like, kills Henrik. Henrik. And like, Heinrich. and gets he walk. They're in this, they're in this tavern, mm-hmm, a pub. He grabs a Converse sneaker and a feather. Oh, ugh. I almost wanted to throw. Where up did he watching? First him. of all, where did he get that? It was like in the kitchen, like trash. It was in the kitchen trash. Why which is, is there very confusing. A feather and a shoe in the kitchen trash. First the feather all. makes more sense than the shoe. But he, it does. It does. But he like goes in there and he's like, oh, yes, this is exactly what I'm looking for. A shoe and a feather. I was like, because he uses the feather to tickle his throat to throw up. Like you could right? just kill him. Like just well, why do you even need any of that? But you need I to don't... drown him in your vomit. So gross. And like, why do you need a feather to throw up? Like, just shove your finger down your throat. You know? I literally, I was like, that's enough to make you throw up, though. Yeah. Like a strange garbage feather. <laughs> Are you kidding? Like, <laughs> what? Oh my God. I was very stressed out in that scene. <laughs> it's a strange garbage feather that you it just shoved nothing down to do with the murder. Your tickle down <laughs> your no. throat. Gross. So you can vomit. On the shoe in the toilet, and then also, then, just, I, it's just such a strange way to kill someone, and it's so, like, specific, and it just doesn't seem like it makes any sense. Like, why, A, why you would do it that way? Why are we wasting so much of this time killing him in that way? I don't know. Isn't he already dying? He's already been stabbed. Why is he, he there when he's been stabbed? Times. Why isn't he in, like, at the police station or... He get he asks that and he it sounds like he just wants to bribe uh Alex Mark. Mark. Why did I think his name was Alex? Mark. Uh right? Like it just seems like he wants to bribe him. and I'm it's like, just, bro, you're none dying. None of that makes any sense. None of that whole no. thing makes any sense at all. Like that could have it been doesn't make sense part of that, the film that was cut out. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make sense that they meet in the sketchy tavern pub thing. To talk about this, it doesn't make sense that Mark would lie to him really about like, because Mark goes to the apartment and sees like all the murder. Yeah. 
Mark doesn't care. No, he doesn't care. Oh, another thing that I don't understand. Sorry, I'm jumping around. Why does, speaking of Bob, (laughs) um, so the last scene of the movie, Helen is watching Bob. Yeah. And doppelganger Mark starts knocking on the door. Yes. Bob is like, don't open it. And she's like, I'm going to open it. And he's like, please don't open it. And then he runs upstairs and jumps face down into the bathtub. Yes. Drowns himself. Uh, I think because he doesn't want his parents getting back together because they're awful. And it's like the promise of, oh, we're going to get back together and the promise of their relationship being fixed. In reality, he's just like, no, it's going to be the same as it always was. And so he kills himself. He's not with his parents, though. But they are imitations of his parents. They're the new and improved relationship of his parents. The face that we put on to the outside world. Again, it works only in symbolic universe, not in a reality universe, which is why it is hard for me to digest it at all. Mm. But then there's explosions in the background, so the world ends or something. Yeah, it's an apocalypse. Sure. The apocalypse. Yeah. And that's it. I just don't. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) I would watch parts of this again. Yeah. It would be hard to sit through this whole thing again. It's very dramatic. It's so dramatic. Cutting yourself in the arm and the neck and the, why are we doing this? It's exhausting. It isn't exhausting. I definitely took a break. Yeah. You got to. To make food. Yeah. For sure. Very necessary. Um, I mean, I got through it no problem, but yeah, I did need a break, like, in the middle. I couldn't just... Yeah. Yikes. It's a lot. Yeah. Okay. So that's Possession. I was very that's excited possession. to watch that, and it was nothing like what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> but now we've done it, so... Check that off your letterbox watch list. I've had people tell me this is like the creepiest movie they've ever seen. Um, what? Are they talking about the one that yes. is not from 1981? Yeah. No, they're talking about this one. Um, I didn't find this movie creepy in any shape, way, or form. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. People are taking different things from this film, and I guess that's a good thing. Um in general you know what it kind of reminds me of except i like the other movie more is repulsion ever seen repulsion i haven't but i've i've heard the comparison Mm. Um, i I definitely was thinking about that movie a few times when i watched this but i feel like possession works more story-wise for me uh, than this one does but uh, and they're about different things, but uh, kind of similar storytelling techniques, ish. Yeah, ish. I ish. I I've heard it compared to Repulsion and The Brood were the two. Um, flicks. Okay, I mean, I could see The Brood a little bit, mm-hmm. whereas there, but that one is more allegory. Yes, that one is the is that more. Yes. <laughs> That one works more as an allegory and a cohesive story with a plot. 
uh, than, than this one does. But I guess they're not completely dissimilar. So I could see that. I could see that. All right. Possession. 1981, y'all. My goodness. Check. <sighs> we did it. We did it. The end. So w- <laughs> what have you been watching that's not this movie? Oh, my gosh. So Tony and I went up to the mountains last weekend and lovely um got a cabin and we just like hung out in the cabin and it was it didn't snow it like rained all day saturday and was raining hard so like obviously we're not gonna go on a hike when it's raining like that um and i don't really want to walk around the town either when it's raining like that because it's all outside and it's raining hard and i don't really want to walk around in the rain so we literally knew it was going to rain, so we got, like, a frozen pizza, and we had we had got pie that we got from Julian, <laughs> and we literally just sat inside and watched movies all day, and so I watched a lot of movies, but most of them were, like, repeat watches, like, just for fun. Sure. Um, definitely rewatched The Mummy. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> very, very good choice. Um, I don't... We watched a movie called, oh, we watched Juno, which I hadn't watched in a long time. Um, Mm -hmm. Felt very differently watching that movie as like a fully fledged adult than when it first came out. Yeah, I feel like that's one of those movies that ages differently. Yeah. Really interesting rewatch for me because I was like, oh, I felt very differently about all these characters (laughs) that I do now. (laughs) well, also, I watched a movie called Win Win, which was strange about as Paul Giamatti is like a wrestling coach and he takes in a boy and that was weird. Uh, not bad, just different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched Where'd You Go Bernadette, which was okay. Mm-hmm. Didn't hate it, I've didn't love it. Um, you never heard of Where'd You Go Bernadette? Uh-uh. Oh, it came out like a year or two ago. And it's, um, I forget her name. Oh, Kate, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Yeah. I love her. I think it's a, I think it's a book. I think it's a novel. It sounds like a book title. So you can like tell that the book's better by watching the movie. Yeah. (laughs) You can tell there were things skipped and changed story-wise. Um, if that makes any sense. Like, I can just tell yeah. that the, the book's probably better. But that doesn't mean that the movie wasn't enjoyable. I still liked it. But um, I just felt like it could have been. It should have been longer, you know, mm-hmm. those types of things. So there you go. Those are some of the movies I watched. There were others, but I don't really remember them off the top of my head. Nice. You did some good movie watching. You did, like, some definite, like, movie binge, which was fun. Um, You know. Watching yes, I love binging it. movies when you're not home is more fun than binging movies when you're home. Because when you binge movies when you're home, you like think about all the things you should be doing, like chores sure. and stuff. But when you're not mm-hmm. home, you don't have to do chores, so you don't feel guilty about it. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> How about you? What have you been watching? Um, what have I been watching? I've I feel like I've seen things this week. Yeah. Um, last night. I went to a screening of Decision to Leave, um, and it was fantastic. I, I really, really liked it. 
Um, so it's a movie, I think it came out the end of last year, maybe. Okay. Um, it's a Korean flick. Um, Park Chan-wook is the director, oh, okay. writer. Um, it was great. It was a love story wrapped in like a murder mystery crime story also. Nice. Um, it was really... I it was pouring last night. I would not have left my house, but Stephen Yun did the Q and A, and so obviously I was like not going to miss that for anything in the world. (laughs) Fair, fair. (laughs) So I saw that, and I'm happy that I did because it was really good. Um, I celebrated Friday the Thirteenth by going to see Friday the Thirteenth Part Three in three D, and it was very awesome. Um, what else? I've been watching Succession. Okay. Um, a lot. Okay. I'm on the third season. Okay. And it's so good. The writing is just so, like, all of these, okay, so you know how I I have a hard time watching things where I don't, like, like any of the characters? Mm-hmm. So in this show, everybody is just a shitty, like, person. But for some reason, it's, like, fantastic. <laughs> I've I've heard good things about it. Should I check it's, it out? Where do you watch it? Uh, HBO. It's on HBO. Oh, okay. And Kieran Culkin is in it. Um, I it's, love It's him. basically about a family. He is my favorite character. And he is also shitty, but he is very dynamic there's a lot of layers to his character um honestly there's a lot of layers to most of the characters but like it's definitely a drama but it's so fucking funny also mm-hmm. um there's just is some, it like yeah, dark it's comedy just really good writing i would say it's dark comedy but yeah. also like it's definitely more of like a like a like a family drama sure they're okay. just really fucked up family i'll try i'll check it out I haven't um, finished um, White Lotus yet. Like season oh, two. White Lotus is so good. Season two is so good. I'm like, I don't know. I'm having trouble getting into season two. Mm-hmm. I I felt like I got into season one a lot easier, but um, no, I've been watch. I feel like I'm like halfway through it. I feel like I should I mean, be it's into only it. Seven by episodes. Now. Yeah, You're, you've got to be close. Yeah, I should probably just finish it. <laughs> I would just finish it. Yeah. Because, you know, like in the first season, it's like a lot of episodes and then everything kind of comes to conclusion at the, right. in the last one. It's it's kind of the same. Yeah. Cadence. All right. Um, ooh. Ooh. And then <laughs> I did this cool thing last week. Okay. Where I got to see, it was like a night with Steven Spielberg and John Williams. Oh. And it was amazing it was literally like two hours of just like listening to these legends talk about their career together and it was so beautiful and they are adorable that sounds amazing and paul dano sat in front of me i don't know who that is yes you do i don't know names carly (laughs) paul dano spell it out um he uh if you watch the batman he's the riddler um he was also in little miss sunshine he was in um uh the daniels movie with daniel swiss army man oh oh, 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 Um, oh, oh. there will be blood guy yes he was in there will be blood yes Yes. got it um he's so great 
Um, so that was cool. Ooh, and then last night, The Last of Us premiered on HBO, the first episode, and I was very happy with their with the first episode. I was very excited about it. That's the um, video game. Yes, it's the it's the show based off of the video game, and they did a great job. Is that the one about a missing daughter, or is that different? No. Okay. No, it's it's kind of zombie genre. Um, so the game kind of takes place where. Um, there's this weird, like, it's like a cordyceps virus. So, like, mushrooms essentially take over the human brain. It's similar to what they do, like, to the bugs. Okay. Um, but to humans. Um, the game is so great. I think I told you I, like, bought a PS4 last month to play it before this. I just saw online that you said that. Yeah. Oh, I thought I told you. It was, like, my one Black Friday purchase. Oh. Um, and the game is so good. It's just like the, the story is fantastic. I would recommend checking it out. All right. I don't like zombies. I know you don't. I would check it out. You know, what's interesting is this guy is in it. That's in everything. Murray Bartlett. I feel like I see him in everything right now. He's in White Lotus. He's in Welcome to Chippendales. I feel like he's in everything right now. Very popular. Who is he in White Lotus? He's the, uh, in the first season, he's the guy that is like the manager of the hotel. Oh, I don't remember him. What? Really? He's doing all the drugs being crazy? It's been a couple years since I watched that. Sexually harassing his staff? (laughs) No, I don't remember his face. He was in Welcome to Chippendales. Um, He was like the, he was like the other guy that started the other spot in New York that died. Spoiler alert. Oh, spoiler alert, except for it happened in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Nick. Nick Denoya. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was a great show. But I too. think just because I watched White Lotus and then I watched that and I was like, oh, there's that guy again. And then I watched yeah. um, and now I just saw that he's in this other show you're talking about. So he's a busy man. It's really good. I think that you'd like it right. because it's not primarily there's a lot of layers to it. It's not just like a zombie thing yeah um plus there's a lot of really good body horror like the character design for the mushroom zombies is really fucking awesome the mushroom zombies yeah okay yeah wait did you watch something with this before because i feel like we just discussed mushroom zombies no did i where did that come from in my head i don't know it could have been from this i had a weird i just just had a weird experience where i feel like a weird deja vu yes yeah. Yeah. I feel very uncomfortable with it right now. It'll pass. I'm sorry. It'll pass. It's well, fine. Because, you know, like, cordyceps are like a parasitic fungus. and Sure. Of course I know that. Doesn't everyone? They. Well, no. <laughs> the only reason. So I used to work for this company called Moon Juice, and we sold, like, ground cordyceps. And people were, like, very concerned that they weren't vegan because they're, like, really gross. Ours weren't. They were grown on, like, wood. I guess, but cordyceps in general like grow in the brains of insects, and like that's kind of a similar idea of okay. like of why this happens essentially. 
You know, I on a completely separate note, not to like take away from what you're saying, but I was watching an interview with Neil deGrasse Tyson on TikTok <laughs> and he was saying that um that mushrooms more closely are related to humans than they are to plants. And that that the thought of that freaks him out a little bit. And that yeah, and Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why they taste kind of meaty. <laughs> sorry i love that so much something to break your brain a little bit you know no i love that i mean but humans are kind of a fungus so (laughs) we certainly are yeah so yeah remember once we had a conversation about mushrooms for a long time on the show and how much we love mushrooms and how they're very special (laughs) i love mushrooms i know they're wonderful it's not to love about a mushroom. Okay, so <laughs> this has been. Should a, we talk about uh, what we're going to do next week? A very interesting episode. Yes, please tell us, tell the listeners at home uh, or wherever they may be what we're discussing next week. So, not to be confused with the invitation, we are doing <laughs> the invitation. What? <laughs> do you want to try that again? <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry i'm losing my mind i guess sure um sure try again try again it's you got mushrooms. this you got this we are going to be doing the invitation from 2022 not to be confused with karen with kusamas karen kusamas yeah. from 2015 which is also delightful yes. watch it if you haven't yeah um the one that we're doing is the 2022 release the invitation it is streaming on netflix um so yeah we're gonna watch that and chat about it and it's gonna probably be fun i'm re-watching it she's re-watching it i've not watched you it. you are watching for the first time first time it'll be a delight here. can't wait it looks just fun you know it's we'll talk about it some more next week but i don't think it's completely awful as people are I making like, it sound. Sure. I do like the two main actors, so. It has a lot of redeeming qualities. Yeah. And it's worth Nothing a watch. Else. I mean, if you're looking for just kind of like a, a fun a fun thing to watch, it's a fun thing to watch. It's what I'm looking for. There you go. So then join us next week <laughs> for that discussion, everyone. Until then, I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> wow. That was great. Flawless. Flawless ending.